Hello, welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition, we'll be talking to Devaki Das, a culinary teacher with Fairfax Public Schools Adult and Community Education Program, commonly known as ACE. Uh, David Key is also the food columnist for the county's Golden Gazette. When she's not cooking up a storm, she leads boutique culinary and architectural vacations all over the world with Weave a Thousand Journeys. In fact, she just got back from Portugal, and I, I think that's not around here, but we're going to find out about that. She'll teach us a little bit about that. She's also going to talk about something she's passionate about, the UNESCO Mediterranean Diet. Apparently, this diet is about a whole lot more than just food. So, interesting. Looking forward to that. Uh, you're uh, familiar, of course, with uh, David Key. She's a, a, a regular here on the podcast. In fact, her third visit to the show. That makes her one of our veterans and also always a pleasure. And Good to have you. Good to see you again. Good. So great to be here. Yeah. Uh, it's always a pleasure to sit across from you, Jim. Well, always learn something. I'm telling you. So, you're you're a goer, man. You're to Portugal. I mean... Uh, I don't know where that's at. <laughs> you know, I have to be honest. Uh, the world is really such a fascinating place. And uh, the reality is the more we travel, uh, I realize the less I know. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible how the same set of five ingredients mm -hmm. gets put in together in the most remarkable ways mm -hmm. that changes from country to country, right. from culture to culture. Right. And uh, I, I think, you know, you could live a whole lifetime and mm -hmm. absolutely not know everything yeah. that's out there. And that's just in the culinary field. Right. Um, so I just am always humbled right. by... Do you, when, you, when you go on these trips, do you, do you set out to see what you can learn or is it just something that happens? Um, I think it's a bit, bit of both. I think um, you have to sort of have a little bit of structure. For, for me, it's very, very important that when we travel, um, we're coming out of this process enriched. Mm -hmm. uh, it isn't just about, I mean, and mind you, we do a lot of eating and a lot of drinking, and there's a lot of <laughs> wine involved, and wow. Yeah, uh, we have been known to finish off 11 bottles right, right. over dinner, but that's not the point. That's us too, no. Right. <laughs> but uh, to be fair, um, you know, every country has something very special. When, mm. when we embarked to Portugal. I knew that one of the things we had to learn about was the age of discovery. The age of discovery has been absolutely fundamental to the prosperity and the growth of Portugal. Now, I don't know if you're aware of the age of discovery, mm -hmm. but it was right there between the 15th and the 18th century. Mm -hmm. And this was the uh, time of King Emmanuel and Vasco da Gama and his ships mm -hmm. set forth to look for India. Hmm. What's remarkable is how one little thing changes everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's what's fascinating. Um, so Vasco da Gama goes to India, and you won't believe it, but his expedition and he, the fact that he brought back the black gold, which is peppercorns from India, changed the trajectory hmm. and the placement of Portugal in the world. Hmm. It also changed the way cuisine today in the modern Portugal takes place. And let me tell you what happened. Okay. So this is a funny story. So all of this peppercorn comes back, right? And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's the currency for wealth, for trade, hmm. the elitist, the royal family, how much 
of this black gold you have, right, right. it tells how wealthy you are. Okay. And of course, there was an underbelly that began with the black market. So it started getting traded. Mm -hmm. And so people from the bottom up started becoming prosperous with black pepper. Mm. So these rich families would hold these dinner parties, right? And they have this lavish food set out. Well, they want to tell people how much money they have and how wealthy they are. So they would start putting black pepper, copious amounts of it, <laughs> on everything. So as a result of that, the food became inedible. Oh. So now the modern Portuguese cuisine has no spice. Oh, interesting. It's as, 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 yeah. <laughs> as a rebellious act. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. But isn't that amazing yeah. how one thing that occurred in history yeah. Yeah. changes how? Yeah. So, so what is the? You said it's not not spicy or not that type thing currently in Portugal, right? Uh, so this is fascinating because uh, in 2010 there were seven countries, and I, I know I'm sort of like going off tangent, but it kind of all comes that, together, right? I'll right. let you go that way for a little bit. Okay, okay, thank you. Um, Cyprus, Croatia, Spain, Greece, Italy, Morocco, uh, and Portugal uh, realized that the foundations. Socially, culturally, uh, in a culinary world, mm -hmm. they all share the same foundations. Mm -hmm. And they approached UNESCO. Um, and, and and what is UNESCO? UNESCO is the uh, organization, uh, you know, for example, they, they basically are there uh, to make sure that you're looking after and preserving traditional, anything to do with history, historical oh, okay. sites. Okay. For example, the oldest uh, towns, Baroque cities, you know, a lot of uh, Matera in Puglia, all of these are UNESCO sites. Okay. So you can't just go willy-nilly and knock them down and build skyscrapers. Gotcha. Gotcha. So they are for the preservation of history. But it's more than that. They are also an organization that looks after culture, heritage, traditions. Mm. So this is a huge deal. So they go to UNESCO, these seven countries, and they say, you know, our foundations are the same, and we would like to be inscribed as the representative, on the representative list of the intangible cultural cultural heritage of humanity. Oh, wow. Right. That's a mouthful. It is a mouthful, <laughs> which basically, it what does that basically mean? said that the Mediterranean diet is now going to be listed as an intangible cultural heritage for all hmm. of humanity. Wow. Because that's how... Uh, you know, the core values of the Mediterranean diet are so okay. fundamental to our well-being. Interesting. Right, isn't it? Okay. And it's so much more. It's 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 not just food. You know, whenever you think of the word diet, dieta in Greece, you think of food. But it's much more than that. It's skills, knowledge, rituals, symbols, animal husbandry, how you rear your crops, how you harvest. Wow. Um, all of this coming together. Uh, the core values of all of this coming together to create what's called the Mediterranean diet. On the face of it, I would have never gotten that from the word Mediterranean diet. Isn't I, that amazing? Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing. Usually you see the word Mediterranean diet just splashed all over the Internet, and you it, people don't realize that there were these seven countries. Mm -hmm. It's the heritage of mm. these seven countries. Wow. And that you can't just say, and every country brings their own little twist. Mm. Um, for example... In Portuguese, you know, there's this wonderful dish uh, that is kind of a national dish in Portugal, right? It begins with chickpeas, and you add these chopped up onions and parsley and lemon juice and smoked paprika and cod. Hmm. And y you sort of 
you sort of you toss it all together and you serve it with olives and boiled eggs. Just think about that for a minute. What a simple recipe. But that those are the fundamentals mm-hmm. of the Mediterranean diet. If you look at it, because let's talk about the food aspect for a second. Yeah, Mediterranean diet, right? Yeah. If you look at the food pyramid, basically the fundamentals of the Mediterranean diet is that we should be having a lot of um, vegetables and grains. Okay. So legumes. So chickpeas right in there. Makes sense. And then as the uh, pyramid narrows, mm-hmm. so you've got the grains and the veggies at the bottom, mm-hmm. and then you've got uh, seafood. So please have seafood twice a week is what the Mediterranean diet says, okay. minimum twice okay. a week. Okay. And then above it, you've got the eggs and the poultry and right. the cheeses and the dairy. So, you know, lesser amounts, maybe once a week. But, right. you know, it's the fish, the veggies, and the grains that is the heart of the diet. Okay, okay. Uh, red meat is at the apex, which means very, very small quantities. Wow. Now, here are my two favorite things. Must be must be taken with an infusion of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I have no idea if they added that, you know, mind you, there, right. there, there, there's a lot of health benefits to wine, but it clearly says that. The other thing is uh, olive oil. All of this must be cooked in olive oil. Oh, okay. Now, there, you know, when you look at the UNESCO summary report on this diet, uh, there are sentences in there that actually says things like, uh, it has been known that cooking vegetables in olive oil um, shows a direct reduction in tumors. Hmm. So... All of this, now, food is medicine, medicine is food. We have always known that. Mm-hmm. In an ideal world, we would not medicate ourselves from bottles, but rather right. uh, by the quality right. of Naturally. the food we eat. Natural, yeah. Naturally, exactly. So the Mediterranean diet does that. The other thing uh, that is at the core of the Mediterranean diet, and, and this is the part that I love, is the sharing of the food. It's mm. absolutely at the core. Eating together is the foundation of the cultural identity and the mm. continuity of communities throughout yeah. the Mediterranean basin. Yeah. Yeah. And you think about that there. You see, I think it's fascinating, especially with what's going on in our country right now. When you look at this epidemic of loneliness, um, this completely... Right. It all you comes know, back to food. You can solve it with food. Right. Eating together, breaking bread together. Right. Um, festivals, traditions. Mm. One of the things, I have to tell you, I am seriously excited. Next year, we're heading to Puglia in Italy. And it's the same thing, these traditions. There's this little village outside this UNESCO uh, site near Basagalada. It's called Altamura. And do you know that their ovens have been burning since the 1700s? And they make this bread. And that's the only thing they make, the Altamura bread, that is made from semolina and durum flour. Mm. And so unique and fundamental is this bread. It's the only bread in the world that is DOP certified, which is that it is a product of the origin of the land from which it came, wow. and it has a UNESCO certification. Wow. See, I think that's incredible. They are fighting to keep these um, rituals, these, yeah. the, these, the, these traditions alive. That's and, awesome, though. That yeah, is awesome. Right, yeah. right. And I think we can do that. I think we can do that here. When I talk to people in my class at Ace, they're all excited because, oh, Dad, we're going to make these recipes you taught us today, and we're going to go, and I have a book club. Right. What do you think a book club is? To me, it's just a modern interpretation of these traditions that are hundreds of years old. It's a chance to bring your book and eat together. Exactly. <laughs> but it's, think about it. Uh, it's it's the confluence of ideas. Yeah. It's old sharing 
old values, new perspectives in the company of friends. Right. I think that's vital right. to us as a community. Yeah. This is like what I think we said like the third time you've been with us. I, I got to quit having you back on the show because oh, um, no. you make me hungry. I'm, <laughs> I am so hungry right ne- now ne- hearing ne- about ne- all this next food. Next time I shall come bearing <laughs> gifts of food. Maybe, maybe you should. No, anyway. Uh, maybe I want to uh, maybe get some recipes or something uh, in a minute if we have time, but I want to make sure that we talk about uh, November, December. We've got some culinary courses coming up. We talked about uh, uh, ACE. That's the Fairfax County Public Schools Adult and Community Education Program. You're a culinary teacher there. So yes. uh, what can folks uh, look forward to this uh, this winter session and maybe well, some things know, they should sign up for? It's a time for holidays, right? Yeah. So we have you know wonderful chefs. Uh, we've got our chefs are doing beautiful recipes, stollen and fruit bread. Uh, we have a German teacher who's teaching traditional stollen and fruit bread mm-hmm. from Germany, uh, German-style cookies. Uh, our French chef is doing um, bouche de Noël. Mm. Um, I'm doing a class on I, – I, I do the holiday baking class just once a year, but I try to bring back old recipes mm. that most people don't – do anymore in their kitchen. So uh, in my class, we're known to do things like Queen Victoria's uh, Christmas pudding or figgy pudding or, mm. uh, you know, the old right, recipes. Right, right. Um, because once again, I try to keep to the fundamentals of the old way of cooking. Right, right. So it's uh, no preservatives, just now, natural ingredients. Some of these classes that you mentioned, to me as a non-chef, uh, at first blush, it sounds a little intimidating. See, but I think that's what's so wonderful about working in groups, isn't it? We we always even out. Um, our classes have 12 to 16 people. We get spread up into groups, and you work together. So you have people of all skill sets. And I think what's great is we are fundamentally nice people. And we'll find that, you know, even if somebody doesn't know how to cut an onion, I'll be like, all righty, you guys, this is how you cut it. Come on, let's do this. You know, this is what it's meant to look like right. and not like this. Right. Um, the people in the group rally. So if you're not comfortable doing something, they'll be like, hey, why don't you do the dishes right. while I do this? Right. But the important thing is we're all learning together. Right. What, uh, you know, I don't know in the times that we've we've chatted uh, over the past uh, episodes, if we've really gotten down nitty gritty, like how many weeks are the classes, kind of kind of what some of the structure of the classes are. So can you kind of hit on some of those logistical parts of it, if well, you will? Um, as you know, we're incredibly busy in this part of the world. We really are. So we try to either do uh, one session, which is three hours. Some of my classes go to four and a half hours. Or we'll do two sessions, which is like two consecutive Saturdays or Sundays, where you're learning about Thai food, for example, and it's, you know, each session is about three, three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of uh, how long they go. So these are these are not things stretched out over 10, 12 weeks. That, right, because we're not really creating yeah. professional chefs. Right. Uh, this is really for enjoyment, uh, for learning, things that you can actually practically use in your home kitchen. Right. I was going to ask you who the ideal client or customer or student is. Just the, wow, the person, that's an interesting that, question. Yeah, person who wants to be more comfortable in their own kitchen, maybe trying to branch out and try new things, I guess. A- absolutely. And somebody who um, really wants to learn, uh, you know, really wants to leave with skill sets. Mm. Uh, because, you know, I, the, like we said right in the beginning, you know, we could live our entire lives doing something like everybody's been cooking probably their entire lives. But I think there's so much to learn. We all have so much 
to teach one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's great is, as instructors, we learn from our students. Right. I mean, there are times somebody will mention something to me and say, hey, Dev, did you know that you could do this with garlic? And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so fun. You know? Right. I right. love that. Right. I love being surprised. Right. Because that means we're just learning yeah. all the time. Seems like, uh, you know, my family, we're always stuck on the same kind of things to eat all the time. We're always in search of new recipes to, you know, something different, something we might like. So, you know, maybe the class is an opportunity to be exposed to different styles of cooking, different different foods, uh, that Absolutely. type of thing to expand and, your horizons. Right, exactly. And um, I really try to do that for my program. Um, for example, for the winter term, I'm specifically doing dishes that are sort of out of the usual ballpark, yeah. uh, like ceviche, uh, like uh, ceviche, hmm. um, which is different. You know, uh, cooking is not just a function of heat; it's also a function of changing acidity and pH balances. Hmm. So, this incredible way of eating seafood, which is ceviche, comes from Peru, but it's mind-boggling the flavors. Uh, that uh, you can incorporate with avocado and seaweed and these beautiful flavors into seafood, into raw seafood. Mm-hmm. But you're basically chemically cooking it, not on the heat. Right. So, hmm. do you know something different, not just yeah, your usual. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, I'm seriously excited because one of my favorite dishes in the world, uh, when I lived in Singapore all those years, we'd eat a lot of Malaysian food because that's a big part of the culture. And there is, uh, Penang is a cultural, culinary sort of Mecca in Mm -hmm. uh, Malaysia. Mm -hmm. And there is a Penang beef curry that comes out of it that's made Mm. with kefir, lime leaves, and coconut milk. I could eat my weight in it. (laughs) So I'm totally doing a class. Right, right. (laughs) A guilty pleasure. Exactly. (laughs) I I hate to say this, but I kind of teach classes of the food I love to eat, which is kind of a problem. So do you guys have the class, cook all this stuff up, and then you spend like the last 30 minutes eating Absolutely. All? Okay. You know, I, um, the way every uh, chef does it differently. But in f- for my classes, um, I demo everything first because I think a lot of the learning happens when you see somebody do it. Mm-hmm. And when I'm constantly telling you, hey, you guys, look out for this. This is where it's going to burn. Or this is not where you want to do the garlic. I think that's where you kind of learn. Mm-hmm. And then everybody uh, splits off, goes into groups, does it. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of taste it. I'm like, no, nah, this needs a bit more of this and more of this. And then everything I've cooked during the class, which is four or five recipes, we all come together in a big buffet. Mm-hmm. And everything they've cooked, they take home. So oh, there's nice. lunches yeah. for the weekend yeah. and for work the next day. Sweet. Yeah, so it's, a, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a party, but we cook. So how much how much are these classes? Where can folks find out how to you know what classes are available? Where can they register? Kind of give us give us those details. Um, well, we are definitely online. Uh, so it's uh, aceclasses.fcps.edu, um, and then of course there's a registration phone number, mm-hmm. um, which is seven zero three six five eight one two zero one, but. Um, you asked me how how much the classes are. Well, that varies. I think a right. one session probably in the eighties, and then because you know we also have material fees and tuition included. Okay, it's so, all included. so it covers it's, everything. Yes, yeah. once you pay, okay, that's, a good that's it. It's yeah. everything. Yeah. And then if um, we have two sessions, they might be a little bit over a hundred. Okay. But okay, that you know it it, it it gives you a lot. Okay, so that's uh, aceclasses.fcps.edu. 
And the telephone number I have here in my script says 703-658-2727. Oh, great. So is that a good number, too? I, th- I think so. Okay. I think we have registration numbers. We have support lines. Right. So e- that either one of more those numbers, numbers are better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, coming into the holiday season, the winter session of ACE classes, looking forward to 2019. As we wrap up, anything, uh, give you the final, final word and then give me a chance to uh, kind of wipe the drool off my mouth and everything here. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know... ACE classes, we have a myriad of classes. It's not just about culinary. It's, we've got enrichment classes, which um, have to do with everything from uh, sh- shoebox solutions, which has to do with taking your old photos and putting them into digital media. Mm. I've, I'm very excited about a new class that we're starting that's going to teach people how to do video um, and music production at home. Oh, cool. You know, that's that's an exciting yeah, new yeah. place to be. Uh, how to be a YouTube star, oh. um, writing classes, so creative writing, um, publishing your memoir, how to approach uh, writing for a publication. So lots of writing, uh, creative writing. Then there are, of course, um, classes to do with better time management or how to put the go in your goals, right? (laughs) Right, right, It's like that. Um, And then, uh, you know, you've got classes with uh, trade classes where you could just learn a few skills that could save on some of the home repairs. Then we've got classes on dementia, Alzheimer's. There is nothing that ACE can't give you that you'd like to learn, really. Honestly, we're amazing. Right. (laughs) If you don't, and if you don't believe it, just go to aceclasses.fcps.edu, and you can see all the listing of everything. That's right. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what's uh, com- coming up for our next chat in 2019. And, uh, again, maybe bring a sample with you when you come. I think I'm going to do that. Way I'll just, that way I'll, I'll open up with a question and sit back and eat, and I'll just let you talk. And I'll get wet wipes. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd all be the great. crumbs. Devicky Doss with us. Thank you so much. Appreciate thank it. Um, again, if you want to find out more about uh, adult and community education programs, Uh, uh, call ACE at 703-658-2727 or go online to aceclasses.fcps.edu. You can also find uh, county older adult services, recreation, community engagement information by going to um, fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults. When you're there, also subscribe to the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper as well as Fairfax 50 Plus e-news. You can also link to uh, Fair, uh, Fairfax 50 Plus Facebook page from there. And if you'd prefer to call, well, you can call 703-324-7948. The TTY number is 711, and that's Monday through Friday. Thanks so much for listening to the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.